Hi, I'm Margot Lee Williams, and I'm the author of Born Missionary, the Isley Walden Story, and you're listening to the From Paper to People podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 404 of From Paper to People, a product of Ancestors Alive Genealogy. My name is Carolyn Nee Lachlan, and welcome to this year's first episode of The Family Cookbook. This is something that we do a lot, or at least did a lot in past years, and right now, y'all are coming through. I'm sorry. I really wish you were. I want to interview you about your family recipes and your family stories that go with them. But in the absence of that, I have a few myself, and we have a little bit of a theme today. They are all from my mother's mother, who was a home cook born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. She was born in 1905, so the influences in her kitchen were coming from the late 19th century, and they were German, they were Dutch, and they were English. They were very lace tablecloth, and they were very sort of middle American, white American cooking. And what I have here is four recipes. And these four recipes are things that go on things, things that go with things, and things that go next to things. This is the season for grilling out, and all of these go with, next to, or on things that you can grill. It's the Northern Hemisphere, of course. I'm speaking from New York in the United States. I don't know if it's pickling season in the Southern Hemisphere or not. I would love to hear from New Zealand and Australia about that. I don't know much about that right now. But I can tell you that these are appropriate for the Northern Hemisphere now and for the world anytime. So, you know, just go for it. These are all recipes that my grandmother created herself or got from a family member. They're not from magazines or anything like that. And they are something that she just knew how to make. She was taught and it became intuitive. So none of them really have a whole lot in the way of procedure attached to them. And if you want to know how to make any one of these things further than any of the directions that she offers, I would suggest Googling the title of the recipe and seeing what comes up because you can always learn from a proper recipe website how to do something that doesn't have directions here. So here we go. Number one, pepper hash. Mm. Eight sweet mango peppers. Seed and chop finely. Add two and a half handfuls of salt and a quart of water and let that stand overnight. You can pop that in the fridge if you want to, I think. Six onions, chop finely, add one handful of salt and enough water to cover. Let that stand overnight, also probably in the fridge, and then drain both of those. Add one small head of cabbage chopped finely to those peppers and those onions. Then add three red peppers, seeded and chopped, two tablespoons of white mustard seed, 
two tablespoons of celery seed, two cups of sugar, a quart of vinegar, and one teaspoon of black pepper. Now, this is where it gets very interesting because the only direction for preparation she has, truly, is cook for five minutes. So I guess you chuck all of that in a great big pot and you cook it on low, stirring often? Again, look for pepper hash through Google and see what you can find about how to do it. Interestingly, although she was from the Midwest and she came from this very sort of Anglo-German-Dutch background, my grandmother did travel a lot. My grandfather was a military surgeon as a career, and they had all different kinds of postings. And people at church get-togethers and things like that, the wives traded recipes. And so she ended up getting influences from all over the world, those other wives whose husbands had been posted with the military in countries other than the United States. And she actually really liked Indian food. Go figure. This girl from Omaha. So she has a recipe for chutney. And here it is. Four chopped onions, 14 cups of chopped pears, three packages of raisins, two teaspoons of ground allspice, eight hot peppers chopped fine, but this was back before there were so many bajillions of types of hot peppers available on the ready market, so I don't know what one you would want to choose. That's on you and your Scoville scale tolerance. Ten cups of sugar, three quarters of a teaspoon of minced garlic, four cups of vinegar, and one cup of finely chopped ginger. Now, what you do with that, again, I have no idea. Do you let it sit in the fridge overnight in a bowl? I don't know, maybe. Do you cook it on the stove? Could be. Don't know. I've never made the recipe, so that's on you. The third one we have, and it strikes me that this is very, very American, is sweet watermelon pickles. The rind of one large watermelon and about one tablespoon of alum You're supposed to put that in a bowl, soak it overnight. Then you make a syrup out of five pounds of sugar, three pints of vinegar, and then two cups of water. And then you make a syrup out of five pounds of sugar, three pints of vinegar, and two cups of water. Then you put three lemons sliced thinly, six cinnamon sticks, two tablespoons of whole cloves, and a teaspoon of whole mace, in a bag. You tie it in a bag and then you add it to the syrup. So you would make a bag out of cheesecloth, tie that up with a string, and then drop that in the syrup mixture. Then the next day, no idea what happens in the meantime, but the next day, drain the rind, rinse and cover it with cold water. Boil it until tender. Boil syrup for 10 minutes, add rinsed rind, and cook till transparent. Pack it in hot jars and seal. Okay, now I get it. (laughs) So all you're supposed to do is just soak all of these things overnight. All right, so the rind of the watermelon and the alum gets soaked overnight. The syrup is there with the bag of goodies in it, and it's soaking overnight. And then the next day, you drain the rind, rinse and cover with cold water, boil it until tender, Boil the syrup for 10 minutes, add the rinsed rind, and cook until transparent, and pack it in hot jars and seal it. And when you boil that syrup, I gather that you take that bag of goodies out first. 
because it's done its work overnight in the fridge. You can use fresh pineapple, but you don't soak it in alum if you don't have a watermelon rind. Okay, that's cool. But personally, I think it's a great way to deal with a watermelon rind. Our last item is crisp cabbage relish. For this, you need one medium head of cabbage cut in thin slivers, put it in a large bowl, add two tablespoons of salt, and mix. Put it in the refrigerator for 24 hours, stir occasionally, squeeze out as much water as possible, and that would mean, again, cheesecloth, put some of the cabbage in it, twist that really tightly, and just make sure you're getting out as much fluid as you can. For four cups of cabbage, add one clove of garlic, two bay leaves, 12 peppercorns, three tablespoons of sugar, five tablespoons of wine vinegar. I would let that sit for a while. She doesn't say. She says to serve it with hot dogs. And I think that I would probably go all in. If I had red cabbage, I would use a red wine vinegar. And if I was using green cabbage, I would be using a white wine vinegar because they do have very different things going on with them. I hope you enjoyed these recipes. I hope they give you some ideas of things that you can make, either with spare parts around your house, like an extra watermelon rind, or with items that you enjoy, like peppers. This is grilling season, and I hope that you enjoy all the grilling that you can do. And I hope that you choose to come on and share a story and a recipe with the rest of us. I'd love to interview you. Doesn't matter where you are, we can do that using Zoom. So remember, do your research, don't be a Jeffrey, keep cooking your family recipes, and above all, expect surprises.